Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic Basic Browners. All right, guys. So this week on Basic Browners, we have my friend Nico. What's up, y'all? So, Nico, you and I have known each other since we were like, what, 13 and 12? Yeah, I think I was like 12-ish or something. And then you met Joy last year. Hi. Was it? Was it last year? Yeah. At the 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 bonfire. Okay, at the bonfire. Yeah, I just follow you on all your social media, and I'm jealous of all your pretty pictures. (laughs) Uh, So follow me, Nico92, (laughs) on Instagram. Yes. Oh, you guys can give me a shout out. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on here. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to record and we're going to pretend we don't know you. We're going to do what you said to me when I asked you about Argentina. We don't know her. (laughs) No, I don't know her. I don't know her right now. The Mariah Carey thing. (sighs) It was you don't know so uh, a while ago they asked Mariah Carey something about J Lo and she was just like I don't, I don't know, know her. her oh yeah, yeah so now it's like a thing so that's me right now with Argentina like the country because of the soccer yeah. game well I'm half Argentine so oh like, okay yeah, I don't know been... maybe there was someone named Argentina you know Gracias de Gracias <laughs> well <laughs> I have a cousin named Argentina I do I do and Atenas and Atenas yeah. Um, no, so yeah, so you're half Argentinian, half Salvadoran. Yep, uh, and I was born here, so like, America, I guess. Um, Sometimes. But yeah, so like, I eat pupusas and drink mate and, Just you know. In the same meal. And a, yeah. Maybe, yeah, why not? Pupusas, mate, and then a bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> All together. Sounds really good. I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> This is amazing. Um, oh, well, so you wanted to ask. Okay, so yeah, what makes you a basic brown nerd? So aside from that my job requires me to be a nerd, like I'm a researcher, so just by nature of being a researcher, yeah. you have and to be a nerd. you have two masters. Yes, I have two masters. Hello, smart. Um, out here, <laughs> Gandhi's letters. Um what makes me a basic brown nerd is that I can, in the same instant, be reading like Foucault or Spivak or Derrida or Anzaldúa, and then like if you say like, "Yo, I got some cheese I'd be like, <laughs> "We're doing this, and we're gonna apply this theoretical framework to the cheese <laughs> So like, wait, with my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that's what makes me a basic brown nerd. Or rosé in the summer. Or rosé, right, yeah, rosé in the boy. summer. Pumpkin uh, spice. Maybe pumpkin that's spice. what we should bring to the bonfire. So if you're cool enough, which, you know, I barely made it. If you're cool, if you're cool enough, 
Um, Nico has like an annual gathering with some of his really good friends, which I think it's like an awesome thing to like just know that, you know, life gets crazy. It's kind of like one of those things where like no matter how crazy the year is, you know that you get this one time right. where you get to see these people that you really yes. love. Yes. So I think that's amazing. So maybe we should bring Rosé. Yeah, bring Rosé. Rosé, okay. I, I mean, I love Rosé, although I just got into Rosé. But I think that was me breaking down masculinity. Rosé is good too. I haven't tried it, but I like it looks really Instagrammable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like especially when it has like flowers in it and shit. Like yeah, it gets it gets it. so real. But like, well, what do you should make it? Do so you just get ice and rosé? No, go get it somewhere. Don't make it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking up. <laughs> we're cheap around here, so we're like, how do we do the DIY? We're, oh, like this morning I posted a video, like I wanted to do a face mask and I didn't have one of those brushes, so I got one of Ileana's paintbrushes that she I'm hasn't dead. used. Yeah, no, it worked well. Well, why, can, why do, you, do you need a brush? Yeah, why don't you use your hand? Because this particular one is a clay one and it kind of mm-hmm. gets clumpy, but with the brush, mm, you can does. mix it really well. Oh, I always do it with my hands and then I get weird little clumps just on get, my Just get a little brushes from the dollar store. Don't get a specific mask one. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, good to know. But, so we have so many things that we want to we talk about. We face masks while we did this. Ooh. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. We Next say this time. every time and we've never done like it. I'm going to make a checklist. As to yeah, this. Make a, have yeah. a bullet journal for... Oh, that's also... Wait, oh, that, does that, that make me basic? Huh. Maybe, sure. Or just like that's a like hipster. a very white girl thing now. I don't know. Bullet journals? I've heard of this. I don't care. No, I mean, no, I drink pumpkin spice latte, so... Yeah. I want to know how to do it. I feel like it's a good thing. People told me to do it. Yeah, I, like it, it keeps me so organized. It's stupid. But I will say, bad thing is that if I ever lose my bullet journal, I might as well just like walk into the next life because like I, just, <laughs> I won't I won't know what to do with myself. Like I have left at home sometimes, and I show up at work and I tell my boss like, "Yo, like I gotta go. I don't know what to I'm do. I really like I really don't know what to do. So like, if you got a task like to give me right now, give it like I, I'll do it." Cause I don't know what's up. I don't know, maybe take a picture so that you know what you planned for the day, just in case. Like, don't plan on losing it, but just like, in um, case. Is it? My boss got one of these. It's like a you write it. Oh, and it like book. records. Yeah. yeah. But then you have to keep erasing it. It's like a dry erase type of board, and then it records. Oh, I've seen, it's like called paper. Pic- yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I, I have an iPad. That seems redundant. Right, and then you have to take a picture of it. Also, so the, we're all kind of judging a little bit. Yeah, and also the point of the bullet journal is for it to be like analog, like it's actually mm, paper. Yeah. So, because I I'm trying to stay away from technology. Like I feel like everything's centered on our phone. So yeah. I like the paper aspect, and also it's just a helpful visual for stuff, but. Yeah, like I have, we have passion planners. Yeah, right. I forget about them though. Which Gabby really appreciated when you got it for her. Yeah, I think it's like so good. So she just finished her first year of college. Second. Second. Oh my She's god. She's going to be in junior. Oh my god. Yeah. But I'm I mean, 28 and I think I'm old. I know that that's not old, but like, though, yeah. yeah, sometimes. I don't know. I'm kind of turn 27 in a couple months, and I'm like having a life crisis because it's like your late 20s. Yeah, but that's like just capitalism. Wait, so how old how, you're? How? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm 26. Yeah, you're like three years younger than me. Yeah. Two and a half, sorry. Ish, right. Yeah. So we're all really young here. We're it's young, the moral of the story. I don't know, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> 
But so I really wanted to talk to you about. Well, we were like sort of talking about it, like um, like the World Cup in general. So yes. kind of mentioned Argentina lost. Mexico has been doing well, but then like all this other stuff has been coming out. Like even I mean, this isn't the first year that FIFA has to like threaten Mexico and their fans mm-hmm. over shit they're screaming at when they're at the game, right? Like their homophobic slurs and stuff like that. So that has been a thing that has been around. But then now, then, like, they've been burning flags. They also burned a German flag, I think, like, this week or something. And then after last game, it was, like, the Salvadorian flag. Yeah, should I I talk about it real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, So, as I said, I'm Central American, so, like, really proud Salvi over here. Like, you know, one knock, one shit. Um, but uh, so what happened, I guess, is that somewhere in L.A., and I think it was Boyle Heights, um, a group of Mexican fans or Mexicans, who, like after the game, which, mind you, was a Mexico-Germany game. Yeah. Like, take a, Right. Like, <laughs> El Salvador is like, not even up? there. Right. Like, girl, like, we chilling, like, with our pupuserias and stuff. And our... <laughs> And our crisis. And but, we thank you for pupusas. I love them. Yo, facts. Yo, pupusas are lit. Or chata. Although, there is a lot of debate online about, like, who has a better chata. And, like... Here's my solution. Enjoy both. Like... Thank you. Right. Why... I mean, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm, like, smack dab in the middle. So, I kind of get the both. You know? I yeah. need a little bit of everything. I mean, I will obviously <laughs> rush for Salvador. <laughs> but anyway, okay, back to the point. So these fans, I guess, were burning a Salvadoran flag. And first of all, that like, it, why? It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense on all fronts. Right. Like, how did you go from, like, we just beat Germany, let me go find a flag first off. Yeah. Let buy me go the flag. Buy the flag or, like, maybe stole. But, like, you have yeah. to get a flag somehow. Yeah. And then I'm going to burn it out on the street and, like, woo, Mexico. Like, it makes zero sense. Yeah. The same way white supremacy doesn't make sense. Like, but also, okay. like, I just think burning flags, like, how is that a form of celebration to begin with? Like, regardless, like, any, like, regardless of the country that they, whatever flag they pick like that's just mm-hmm. stupid but then also like there's all these power dynamics between Mexico and Central America and like I feel like a lot of people are just catching on to this that has been going on for a really long time right and a lot of Mexicans are like you know like I'm Mexican and a lot of Mexicans are like really taking them back and they're like what's with all this Mexico hate and it's just like well you can be oppressed and be the oppressor and the thing is like a lot a lot of the things happening now uh like at the border mexicans are not the ones being affected really it's like central america so when we're talking about those policies if we're not talking about the people that are actually being affected then not we can't help them if like people don't know who to actually help right exactly and i think what um and what disappeared on twitter and if like people listening want to like get up to date or just like you know, read up on things. Hashtag Central American Twitter is a great resources or resource. But I will say, go on there, read some threads, and then do your own Googles. Don't make us do any fucking labor because, like, a lot of us are tired. It's really moment. scary how people don't fact check, too. <gasps> and they just believe everything is true. Like, guys, someone just tweeted something. Like, go make sure it's true. Like, don't be asking questions. Yeah, it's annoying. I right, like, it's what- scary. Wikipedia is there still. Like, Wikipedia yes. is still a thing, everyone. And, like, if you want to fact check those sources, go to the bottom. It has all these citations yeah. and stuff. Anyway, but at the end of the day, what happened? So, like, it just spread out of control. And what happened on Twitter was that, like, a bunch of Mexicans, I guess, 
were coming for Central American people on Twitter about like why do you hate Mexico, but like also just like really violent shit. Like y'all y'all are pieces of shit. Like using really dehumanizing language, and it's like yes, this is actually what we always talk about because Mexico. And when I say Mexico, I mean like the state apparatus too. Like it's really yeah. funny when like individual Mexicans, like not all Mexicans, it's like you sound like a white person, right? Like <laughs> yeah, you literally like. You, exactly verbatim what a white person says except whip out Mexican and it's like you have a space in like this by reproducing it and like all you really need to do is like just not be fucked up and like recognize that there's all there's this long history Central Americans have to go through the entirety of Mexico to get to the southern border and then the southern border of Mexico is like militarized and like there's literally a wall there like people don't realize this like in 2014 they outsourced border security to Mexico so that they'd stop Central Americans from coming in right so like what's up and what's crazy is that that narrative gets lost here in the US because Latinx folk are lumped together one Mm -hmm. right or because of like white supremacy and the racist imaginary everyone just thinks it's like Mexicans right especially because Donald Trump or MS-13 gang members right that's the other thing that's in everyone's mouth now it's like you're either a Mexican rapist or uh, MS-13 gangbanger and that's it like there's no other options out there right so yeah so like I'm thankful that like there are some Mexicans out here calling Mexicans out but it is exhausting when shit goes down because like dude what the fuck it doesn't make sense too like what like how well I was just thinking about it because like I get annoyed like I get really annoyed and then there's like a part of me that's like okay if I'm this annoyed at these other Mexicans I can't even annoy I can't even imagine like how other people are feeling who are like actually like being the ones like receiving these things right and then i was like looking at it too because um the cat call cat lasso like made a video talking about like the homophobic slurs coming from the mexican fans and like on the comments a bunch of people were like she's not even mexican like who is she even to call this out but it's like of course we can call this shit out <laughs> and like the whole comment section just beca- became about like how much like they hate her or whatever and it's like did you even watch the whole video like probably not no. well i just like read the caption and the title i was like oh my god or, like one of your homies was like oh go see this like this fucked up shit like she talks shit about mexicans and it's like who said this send it to me <laughs> 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 like seriously i was looking at the comments and a part of me was like okay should i start commenting back and then i was like okay like it's not even worth it and then because it's like people um, they're not gonna learn from when you speak back to them like i just like realize like they don't learn just from like somebody on facebook but if i like say it to somebody that says it's around me like i feel like it, that makes more of an impact having a conversation. yeah so i just kind of like call people out around me yeah. instead of or like tell people like i even like told a few people at work and they were like yeah you know i actually didn't really know this until this happened or something like that so that's kind of like how I try to go about it, because then if I just like go deep into like comment sections, then they don't learn, and then I'm just exhausted too. <laughs> right. I, I think though the other important thing about like just the visibility of people, not necessarily fighting, but just calling out, is that then other people see that someone's like saying something at least, right? And that's I think powerful in the sense that like, for example, every anytime someone says something transphobic that I'm friends with or something, like <laughs> I immediately say something. And it's not necessarily, yeah, I know it's going to be, like, futile to be like, yo, that's transphobic. They're like, fuck you, like, 
there's only man and woman or like God ordained this or like whatever excuse they'll have. It's about like making sure that other people see that like, okay, you're not right. You're not uh, like they're like, you're not alone or like there is someone yeah, willing to right. come at this person versus because I feel like so much of the time we play this weird respectability politics on especially with family members who both um, fucked up shit and no one says anything and it's like like what, yeah. what what's up right and it's fucked when someone like maybe in the family is like you know not out about something or like mm-hmm. they right. like you know and so it's like the reason I do it all the time is like to, sh- to show the people who are also observing be like yo there, there is someone here who like not gonna let you get away with right it. and go beat some ass cause yeah. you know especially at, like you know at the carne so. yeah well you know me I like don't even speak to people anymore in my family or I avoid them cause they're annoying I just I don't know I'm like I'm more confrontational with people in person than I am on social media. Right, 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 right. I think because it sometimes it does like just like exhaust me, and then I'm not even learning. <laughs> yeah, I feel like conversation in person is always like more productive. Yeah, and I mean I do try to like post stuff on social media, but that sometimes I don't want it to just like be the only thing I ever. Or if do. it's like strangers on the internet, I'm like I don't know how they're gonna be responding. You know, I kind of have given up on that. Yeah, no. Sometimes people. Yeah, like I guess that's what you were saying. Like people, just random people start coming after you, and that's what was happening on Twitter yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah. It's like I don't know you, girl. Like yeah. get the fuck away from my fucking mentions. <laughs> like, like how dare you use my name? Right. Or <laughs> I just I'm not use my. Well, name then I just Twitter also mentions. love it when they get mad that you're mad. Oh lord. I love that response. Like, yo, why? Why are you getting real aggressive? Why are you mad? Then, like, right, and it's like. Why are you mad? Motherfucker, you started it when you said this shit. <laughs> why you? Why I'm mad? Why are you burning flags? <laughs> I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Wait, so I have a question for you. I guess because you grew up in Rockland County, right? Yes. Did you know other Central Americans in Rockland County, or just like your immediate family? Because no, I did. I mean, like, although I will say because I was like, we were really involved in church. Mm-hmm. That there were a lot of. Uh, at church, there were a lot more Mexicans, I think, than anyone yeah. else. Yeah. But at my high school... We even had Spaniards in our church. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Although they, they were like... They were in charge for a while, remember? Right, And yeah, then yeah. we had that whole revolution <laughs> where we were like mad at them and we are like, we gotta do shit. And then wow. we were like... Church politics. And then we were like... For real, for oh, real though. Yeah, no, we were like really into it. And then... And then we were we like, fuck this shit, bye. <laughs> and then we just like never went back to church. Right, and it was like, actually, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but that's how we met. We met at, at like, the, uh, at youth, the youth group. group. Yeah, and then we were doing all of these, like, youth retreats and stuff, which is, like, sometimes, like, I, like, try to think of, like, how do I know so many Dominicans in my life? And it was definitely, like, all the right. retreats we yeah, went to. Yeah, 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 and we yeah. learned about Hong Kong and everything. Right. I just recently learned about Hong Kong. Oh, really? Like, this January. No, we were introduced to it like a long time ago. Those retreats had food, bro. Yes. Like, but like, you were fed. <laughs> no, seriously, like that Dominican food I was so really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Did you get a snack after? <laughs> yeah, we should. No, but I was gonna say Nico. Nico did go to a different school district than we did too, though. Yeah. So that is, you know, oh, okay. where we went, it's like super white. Yeah, where, like, I only only Central American people I knew were like my family and church people, which. They were Salvadorian, but yeah. I didn't know any other Guatemalan. Well, so, right, so the school district I'm in, it's like the brown, black, 
immigrant like mm -hmm. minority district in Rockland. And so most of the Latinx folk there are either like Puerto Rican, Dominican or Central American. So I knew a lot of Central Americans growing up because of where I grew up in Rockland. But then I knew my Mexicans from church because a lot of people like, are y'all oh, from like the same fucking town? No, from, yeah, <laughs> no, just It's a mess. So all these people like are like, it's like one came and then like we all came, which like, I think it's like a nice sense of community, but then like the downfall is always like they bring the bullshit with them too. And then like whatever mentality they had in El Rancho, then they try to maintain it here, which is like a problem, which is like a thing that I hate. Which is why, like, I can't. Some, like, so, yo, I always, when I'm home and it's Sunday, I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll go to church and like interact with some people. And then I do it once and I'm like, never fucking mind. Because, right, it's like this machismo and like, mm -hmm. and as much as you want to like try to ignore it, because I'm like, how the fuck did we ignore it for so long? I'm like, oh, we were kids. Like, we, yeah. like, we had to go <laughs> to church. We also, we also, like, I mean, I personally, like, I think like I have been like a feminist for a long time, but I think for a long time, I thought that feminism or like, not feminism, but like machismo didn't affect me as much as it did. And it's not something that I realized till later on. And then now I can look back and be like, damn. But at the time I always just like, oh, I'm the only girl here and it's fine. And like, blah, blah, blah. And like, I just like, didn't really know. I also think to be honest, Gracia, we were just chilling. We were. And then like, yeah, we were just trying to like dance, like do dance steps with Daddy Yankee and shit. Right, like, and like, and like our friends were like, we would have soccer yeah. in the summers, like we'd just hang out, go get food, be in someone's basement. Like it, yeah. I think, I think what was really strange about our youth group or whatever, or like that friends yeah. group was that Jesus was like 1% of that whole yeah. experience. <laughs> Like, yeah, we were like, okay, we gotta pray, and like, we gotta, like, have faith. And I was like, let's go, like, shake our asses or something. No, like yeah. That. And actually, well, the no, other... No, but the other interesting thing about it was, like, we, like, a lot of us were in school, but then a lot of the people were not. Like, there were, like, grown men that, like, were not going to school right, anymore. Right, right, right. And they were coming, or, like, women, too, that, like, you know, they came here when they were very young and then never finished school or anything. And, like, we all kind of mixed together. And I think that was, like, really cool, too. Especially, like, seeing some of, like, the older men, like, really embrace their feelings. Like, I think that was yes, a cool thing. Right. And it happens in such a strange space. It happens yeah. in this, like, religious... I know, there was, like, just so many fucked up things that, like... Like, Anzaldúa's hybridity shit is, like, perfectly exemplified in, I guess, us growing up here and yeah. at church. Because, again, it was weird. Like, I don't remember it being, like... Did I have an existential crisis about Jesus and God? And I was like, not really, like, because we do like a Padre Nuestro, you know, and like, I felt like that was it. And then we were just, like talking about feelings. Like these retiros, these retreats were like about feelings. Like, but, and then we would have that one part that we're like, oh, abortion's bad, and like in our heads we're all like, okay, sure, like I'm for it, but no one would say it. And then we like move on and talk about other stuff. Right, right, right. Like, right. Yeah. Because this right. is a Catholic church, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you grew up evangelist, which yeah, is different. Yeah, so we were, like, not allowed to do everything. <laughs> well, we had, like, an annual Christmas party. Oh, my God, it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I was like, you guys are dead. Yeah, yeah, so like, the, youth, the youth group would come up with a performance. <laughs> And like we would like have dances and stuff. Like I'm that. imagining you girls. <laughs> no, so like one year, one year we decided to do a thing through the decades, and then like, <laughs> and like somebody, like one part, like a few people did like a dance from like the '60s, and then like the '70s we did "Staying Alive." 
Right. The 80s were supposed to be Michael Jackson, but then like we, <laughs> it was like going well, and then we're like, fuck this shit, we're not doing it. So then we skipped to the 90s, and then the 2000s, which was like gasolina or something. What was it? No. Oh no, we did Sean Paul. We'd be burning. We we did we'd be burning, and then they're Calvin. Off this oh, there has to be. Yeah, my oh my god. And then Calvin, who was DJ Ike at the time, sang one of his songs. Right. Who's ew. your cousin? He's yeah. your cousin. Ew, ew. funny that we were dancing to a yeah. song about weed at church oh my god like, well, yeah you know um and we were like shaking our booties and stuff yes we were wow it was great yeah but it, it, it i think it's such a jesus but it and like there were i mean there were moments where like you know shit like hetero compulsory heterosexuality and stuff like remember that one time at that one retreat that like gayness was described as like demons being part of you and how it's okay as long as you never act on it right and it was like yeah it was just that's weird and i think some of us were like mm, demons really yeah and then what just suppress the we demons. just moved on it was a it was a thing where like that's how it was explained and that's it and we were like we were like okay, okay girl like yeah i think a lot of us did have that thing where like we knew we were not like we knew we were not okay with what the church was saying and we knew that we were totally okay with it in our own personal lives or like between us yeah although although yes and no right like i think there were still things that like i don't think all of us yeah not all of us like i think some of it like for me i i I was sitting there and i was like well if somebody tells me they're gay like i'm not gonna be like oh you have a demon right or or like how comfortable we were with like some of us like I know there's there's not to spill too much tea but like if if I thought about like you know what would have been the politics or like the reactions of like coming out in that era Mm -hmm. or like with that group of friends like yeah I'm sure some people like you would have been like oh that's fine versus other people would have been Uh, like you know like what like Whoa, my dude, my dude. Not, not quite. No. No, no but the, regu- the, re- the regular, the regular hat man who, like, don't like gays because... It's not like they don't like, you know, queer folk because of religion. They just don't like it because... It makes them gay being around right. them. Right. They're just, they're, just, they're just too straight for that shit, right? Like, so I think that's what would have been interesting. Yeah, it, it was like a weird... Or, like, I'm sure we were all transphobic as fuck until we learned about, like, transness and, you know, like... Yeah, I don't think I knew about... I think I grew up only being aware of what people call transvestites, but right. not transgender people. Like, that to me was, like, a whole other thing once I started learning about it. Right. Like, I knew there were men that sometimes dressed as women, because, like, I knew men like that in our family. And, like, actually, one Christmas, like, they came dressed as women. And I remember, like they were welcomed at the house and we had dinner with them but then they also made fun of them so it was one of it was like a weird thing where like they were part of our community and like they weren't people that we didn't like that we avoided but then also like they they would say like the p word they were like oh estos you know what i mean so that was like and that was like kind of interesting but i think in a way maybe like my parents generation were not where i was but i think because i was exposed to them as being part of our family then like i think that also like helped me know that it wasn't a big deal right 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 yeah yeah it's i think it was just weird or like it's a lot more subtle than i think we want to imagine it in terms of like the everyday experience of just growing up 
in a particular Latino community in the U.S. But I think also when it manifests like really like aggressively, it's like it'll it'll be yeah. aggressive, right? And like, I think our community is unique in the sense that like a lot of there was it was like a pretty large community of people that knew each other so the cheese man was like yo cheese man bro. everywhere it's church it's kind of just like a thing it comes hand in hand yeah right it's like i don't do cheese man pero me gusta <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like no we all do cheese yeah <laughs> it's like jesus like me perdonas okay mira que hizo <laughs> yes yeah. that's how that's how it rolls. And that's kind of why I stopped going to church because I didn't want people doing chisme about me. Mm. I think once I got pregnant, I was like, shit, I'm not facing that at church. Yes. <laughs> and then when we broke up, like both his family and my family go to church, and I was like, I'm definitely not showing my face there either. Yo, advice for the kids. The same church. Yeah. Everybody go, oh, there's a lot of inter-dating church things. Yeah. Advice to any yeah, kids listening, don't date anyone at church. Oh, my God, I didn't, like, for that reason, because my parents were pastors, so I did not. I avoided any church people, and, like... Don't date yeah, at church. Yeah, no, because everybody ends up knowing all your shit, like, all the drama. And then people, like, especially when you're, like, a young couple, like, I wasn't part of that, but I think, like, other people that we know were, like, like young couples at church, and then everyone just, like, wants to, like, to see them married and have kids. Right. And, like, they just, like... What is project it like? Yeah, yeah, so they project shit. everything onto them. And I was just like, we were like fucking 15 years old. Like, let me live my life. <laughs> Yo, right, guys. You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds, and we'll be right back. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop, so you can go to basicbrownnerds.com slash shop. And rep the basic brown nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerd so that we can bring you more episodes, but also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Browners, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Browners and also to me, at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low key addicted to social media. 
that's literally my career. <laughs> I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate, to keep making this bigger and keep Basic Brown Nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. Hey, are you a New York City basic brown nerd? Are you also an entrepreneur? Do you want to be surrounded with people just like you over brunch on June 1st? Yes? Well, I'll be on a panel for the executive brunch hosted by the People CPA with the goal to envision and execute, surrounded by amazing young executives who are crushing the game. We'll be networking, enjoying gourmet meals, and an open bar. Yeah, you heard me, open bar with gifts, giveaways, and an amazing time. So get your ticket and join me because I'll be dropping some gems alongside these panelists. Check the link in this episode description or go to bit.ly slash bbnbrunchnyc, all caps. See you there on June 1st. There were some couples at church that became the couple. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, like I I'm sure people imagined their wedding and their children and yeah. they would be leaders in the community and all this shit and then like when they break up it's like <gasps> what side do we take or like what happened <laughs> like you know like i mean like i know i know do we make t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> but like why did they break up right and like you know who did what and it's like and also like the gendered aspects of that like what did she do or like what did yeah. he well it's mostly oh. what she did and then if the girl see is with the boy then they're like now she's a slut like, oh right and then everyone <laughs> follows their respective trajectories for like the rest of their life they're like, oh, remember when they were together? But now, like, she's married and he's married. Yeah. And she has kids and he has kids. It's like, it's like, you're like, stand for the rest of your life. Yeah, but then also, like, if only one of them is married and the other one isn't, it's oh. like, oh, pobrecita. Like, <laughs> right, oh my God. Meanwhile, she's probably, like, living her best life. Like, at the club, yeah. getting some D, like, getting drink spa and like you know or netflix well, or no. <laughs> just living her best life or yeah. both or or everything at the same time i know but now nico and i basically avoid church i will only go when eliana wants to go for example like if it's like easter or like right. like christmas or something i also know i just get into a fight like <laughs> like i'm serious like it's it's just or actually like like what the fuck? Did, what was it? I went to church. It was like Easter or something, or like mm -hmm. some of these. And I wore like a poncho, right? But it was like kind of like a more like stylistic poncho. Mm -hmm. And then people, like, my grandma was like, Why are you wearing that? And I'm like, Because first of all, I love ponchos. Yeah. <laughs> but, also, but like, there was a tinge of like, you, like, men shouldn't be wearing this to church. And I'm like, Homies show up here in the raggedy ass jeans, so yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, why are we concerned? Also, like Jesus is wearing a tunic or whatever he's and wearing. And what I wore it. Right. <laughs> like, like when people are like, oh, you still haven't cut your hair, and I'm like, no, Jesus hasn't cut his hair, so. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to be like Jesus. Or I just know, I also know if like someone just says something homophobic, I'd be like, what's up, fam? Parking lot right there. Let's go. Yeah. Like, because I feel like that's what you have to do. Also, because I just feel bad for all the queer kids and that like, had to go to church. That had to go to church. Or that are going right now. Or that are going right Your now. And all the Yes. And it's like I low key want to just 
like go in the middle of mass and scream and be like, listen, everyone, like we're having a PowerPoint presentation downstairs. Well, didn't we talk about <laughs> we this? We did talk about this. Me and Nico were like, we need to have like... Church intervention? No, we need to do like retiros for the men and the women to be like this, like just like talk directly to them. Like work through your queer antagonism and your homophobia and your, your transphobia and your machismo. Just and, everything. Because like, I feel like everything does come from that like machismo like that toxic masculinity right and then like that white supremacy that like we're all taught to like appease the white man when we're here i think a lot of people do things only because they think like their white employers are probably gonna think oh like look at this guy like blah 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 right or or it's just that's how we are right, right? like that's just what we do and but what's fascinating is the difference between like generational differences like first generation or you've been here most of your life like men younger men how like they just embrace all the bullshit and it's like because it benefits them and obviously and like we're treading into men are basura territory mm -hmm. <laughs> my favorite which which so like <laughs> we live there <laughs> So, which, um, maybe okay. interesting segue, like, I remember the first time I told my dad he was basura, but, like, me mm. like, dude, like, and he's like, why? And I'm like, because you're a man. Like, he got upset, but now he calls himself basura, so it's like... Progress. Progress. So, um, Awareness. Awareness. I like it. Right. But, like, it's just, it's just, like, sometimes I'd be seeing it online, like, with shit they post, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh, so like, yeah, like ugh, just, and not in the adorable type of way <laughs> right like it's like not like basic like oh you have a pumpkin spice latte like me it's like <laughs> why are you homophobic like you just there's no reason well, I, mean, I feel like it stems because of machismo right like you know you have to be like super manly yeah. that it makes I feel like it causes insecurity well especially like so Octavio Paz has this amazing essay about um, the war chingad in Mexico, right? And it basically comes down to, in Mexico, like, chingas or te chingan. And it's like, if you're the one taking it, then, then like, then you're the gay one, or you're the one in the submissive position. And so, like, you always have to be the one giving it. And, like, I think that also just, like, explains so much about what's wrong with Mexico. Like, it's just so that's many fucking levels. That's Mexico. That's a lot of Latin America, though. Like, no, but I mean, like, that specific word is, like, a very Mexican... Uh, word you know what i mean yeah. but like yes definitely like yeah, it's not just like, there yeah even like a lot of people will be like oh no i'm not gay but like will engage yeah in sex but they're like the top so they're like i'm not gay like which is like also <laughs> that doesn't have to make you gay right like you could right. be heterosexual and, and like exploring and exploring yeah. anal sex and like pegging or whatever the fuck <laughs> like you know like and, but but see because we're so basic that we, like we don't we explore don't, our sexualities we or, don't we don't give room to peep to people to explore their sexuality either you know because it's just like as soon as you do one thing then like we like put you like you're either gay or straight or you're either gay like you're gay or lesbian and then like you're not allowed to be anything like it's just like and right. then like make up your mind it's like why do i have to right. right why does or why can't i just like change my mind after i explore or like maybe yeah, you're right. curious like and it's like no you can't like you will stay within this rigid definition of what it is which then also just makes sex boring like <laughs> shout out to all the heterosexual men who don't know how to have sex because they oh think it's God. like like just this one thing also like fucking moan man <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I'm dead ass though. Like, make a sound. Everyone listening, you know? everyone listening, take notes, all the system. Like, don't be afraid of making sounds. Don't be afraid of like, and like, granted, like, I also think a lot of this has to do with, you know, men and like how they perceive their own bodies and thinking pleasure is like, one, localized on our dicks, right? But like, you know, our insecurities and like not realizing that that also stems from machismo and stuff or like how we're taught to, you know, internalize what sex means or what sex is supposed to be. And also just like the trauma of things from like older generations and what sex is for them. Because like, girl, there are fucked up stories about like marriage and how people learned about sex from like older generations that yeah. are here and I'm just like fuck and yeah, like I don't know. That's totally just like some people don't find out about sex so they get married and, and then night, all and then all of a sudden they're like you have to do it right and like you know? uh, girl that's rape but but then people internalize it like oh but like we've been happily married for 30 years and it's like I don't even I, I, I'm not a therapist I don't know how to yeah. unpack that but like how does that how does that pass on to your kids right and like the expectations of sex and like how you talk and teach your kids about sex or lack thereof right like for most of us it's like oh like I, I guess I never had the talk I had an awkward talk but Oprah taught me about sex it was more oh, just like oh that's good they put it you know Oprah we're best friends <laughs> we hung out every day after school at 4pm see that's how you know Oprah is amazing because she had time to hang out with Gracia <laughs> every day and still created all these billions of dollars yep <laughs> besties no my school just went around and put a flyer that they were like oh we're gonna give them like the sex ed talk in middle school and my and the parents had to sign that they were okay with it and my mom just like the day after was like so they told you and i was like yep and she's like what do you think and i was like that sounds gross and i was like yes and you don't do it until you're married and that was the only conversation we ever had (laughs) and it's like weird because it's like you could you could honestly you could like make an argument like i'd rather have people be like wait till you're married but like we're going to talk about sex and we're going to prep you for sex Mm -hmm. and we're going to like you know so you should be prepared and still like it doesn't mean that like you shouldn't have conversations about consent and like with your spouse or whatever but we just don't like it's like don't do it till you're married and then like you're supposed to have a PhD in sex. Oh my god! So actually, this is part like <laughs> and so. Then you'll have awkward sex. In Gilmore Girls, which I just like rewatched, like the uh, the character of oh my god, why can't I say her name? Lorelai. No, no, no! It's like Rory's Carol. best friend. Brent. She's Korean. Oh. Oh my god! I can't remember her name right now. But like, name but her names. but her mom is Mrs. Susan. Kim. And they just no, she's Korean. No, I know, I know. So that's why oh. <laughs> it went out the window. The white names. But her her mom is Lane. Her name is Lane, and her mom is Mrs. Kim. And then like in one of the latest seasons, the last seasons, like Lane gets married, and so then her mom is just like basically the same thing. Like oh, like don't be nervous about tonight or whatever. And then like Lane kind of wanted to ask her mother about sex. And then all her mother's sex was, was about sex was just like, I only did it once. And basically like she just did sex once and like Lane was born. And then like she was done with sex for the rest of her life. And then Lane goes on, honey- on her honeymoon and then like she has sex and it's like horrible. And she comes back and she's complaining about it. And then like the other character Rory is like trying to tell her like, well, you know, the first time can be kind of awkward. 
but like you kind of have to find out like what you like blah 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 and she was like no i just don't want to do it again and it's like it can be so traumatizing right and that's also like passed down trauma and it's like and also if the guy doesn't know what he's doing either that doesn't hold well, like if no one knows what they're no, doing exactly and i think men in the community internalize especially because we're also projected from outside of the community that like latin men are great lovers yes. you know and like they're like just the, the i mean but white boys kind of suck <laughs> no, but then I think. But, right, but like it's this idea, like it's like within the community, no one really talks to us about anything, and then from outside, we're expected to be this Latin lover, yeah. and it's like, oh no shit, pressure. and then it's like complete. And then, mach- and then machismo tells you that you should not be what you're doing. So if I try to tell you what I like, then you're gonna be like, no, I sh- I know what you like. <laughs> right. So then that doesn't work either. You know, everyone's just you know, having bad sex. Everyone's having. <laughs> wild maybe, together yeah, I think maybe and it's like also like it's normal to just figure it out but like in a healthy way yeah not in like the okay like we'll let me more. just watch some porn right. and try to do right. that right or like what you like is like four strokes and like but. <laughs> <laughs> it all stems from just right it's like it's just machismo like we just have to find it and like shoot it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wish it were that easy. Though. I know, Wouldn't that be great? Like, where is it hiding? It's Let's kind of like it. it kind of reminds me how in Wonder Woman she thinks like all evil just comes from this one dude, but really evil I mean, is a thing that lives in everyone. I mean, what evil do you mean? Is, you know, evil in men. Yeah, no, but no, but what I'm saying is that it doesn't just come from one place. Like, unfortunately, right, 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 right. it's like so so complicated. But then this is what makes men trash, and then. It's like, yo, like, you're trash, and actually this would benefit you if you just realize how trash you are to be at least in the recycling bin. Yeah, yeah compost. You know, compost, like, somewhere else. Instead, you're at the fucking dumpster. Like, sewage. Fucking sewage water. Yeah. yeah. And you're just having bad sex. You're not having sex, probably, either. Women That's leave you likely. because We're, you're trash. Women, because you're trash. And then, like... But you a nice guy, right? Uh, <laughs> nice guys. Uh, first of all, nice should be like the bottom line. Like, right, that is like, the, yeah. If that's the only thing that you are, then I don't want to date you. Like, I need way more than like, that. Like, you should be a nice human. Like, Yeah. That's just like a requirement for being a human. Exactly. Being a human. I'm nice. Oh, you wait, what? Like, so now congratulations. I, so now I owe you a date. Now I owe you my whole life. Like, everything's for you now. Like, what is that? So, like, let's get married. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I'm so glad you're here because, like, conversations like this with other people, like, with other men that understand it, like, that's kind of, like, what gives me hope. And then, like, I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers this week about that. I'm like, well, I don't think you're trash because I think, like, he has made, like, some feminist like comments and I feel like he's aware and maybe he's not all the way there but I think like he's the type of person that where you talk to them like he'll actually like keep growing and I was like well I don't treat you like trash do I he's like well no and I was like well exactly like it's like you know we're not going around treating all men like trash but then like if you do say something then like just know we're not gonna take it yeah also I think what the most productive way to engage men about trash is like look at your dad yeah like think like 
And it's it's not like looking at your dad like, I feliz del padre, like, no. I want to be like, you know, because like, I think there's a difference between, I think first of all, we're all raised up, especially in the Latinx community, to just weird like, familial respect shit. Like, honor your father. Honor your father, honor your mother just because, and it's like, fuck out of here, I'm going to honor them because they're like good human beings. Mm-hmm. But if they're bad human beings, like deuces, like I'm not going to talk to you. But it's like, if you need to like, look at your dad and... Di- like distinguish between like I can love a person but I also don't want to have to like be like them yeah. like right like I love my father dearly but like I don't want to be like him like and like for a lot of people maybe listening to this will be like oh my god what do you mean like what, what? <laughs> I want to be like my father. Like he's the greatest person. Ever. No, it's like no. Like actually, like that may of, be true. That might be true. But like also, and and I, I bet you, ninety nine percent of la- Latino men who are who are baby daddies have all the qualities that make them bad human beings, right? And it, that's really difficult. But like what that does for men, it's like I'm not telling you about yourself. I'm giving you like someone to look at for you that you have a close relationship with to force you to then be like oh yeah there's some things that my dad mm-hmm. does or like has done relative to other women to my mom especially yeah. mm-hmm. and like and it's an easier way I think to be like oh shit like you know because then it makes you reflect like wait have I like carried on some of these things you know and it's like yeah actually like if you look if you look at our fathers and it's hard to say right well even I as a woman have a really bad temper and I know it comes from my dad because my mom is like patient as shit but like he was a very angry and I think like I am very angry too but like he's angry to the point where I literally have anxiety being around him and I avoid him and then like same thing like I love him very much and like I I'm grateful for a lot of things that he has been and that he has given me but last year we did end up having a conversation where like he finally wanted to like have a better relationship and I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm not there. Like, I just, I don't have the emotional energy right now, especially last year. Like, I was going through a lot of other things and I was like, either I give you some of my energy or I just like make sure that I'm being like a good mom and like, I'm I'm gonna do that instead. And you know, like I see him, like he comes by the house, he loves, he has like, a really great relationship with Eliana. But like, I think he understands like, this is this is where our relationship is mm-hmm. right now and like hopefully that will change in the future but like right now that's where it is like right because just because because that's also a, such a man thing oh i'm ready to have a, another uh, like a good relationship with you good for you dude i'm not like that does not mean i have to be ready right now when you're ready right or that like oh it took you 20 plus years to be ready like right yeah <sighs> Also, my childhood. Yeah, but also like this has been our relationship for twenty seven right, years, right, right, and all right, of a sudden right. you want me to just like change it. Like that also is like quite a thing to spring on a person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I just want to like point out. I don't know if you guys have seen this meme that was going around. That was just like, oh, men are complaining that women are saying men are trash, but the first people to tell us this was our dads. Yeah. And like, I was thinking about that, and I was like, oh my god, it's so true. Like, my dad, since I was little, was just like, men only want one thing, like blah blah blah, and they're the ones that instill in us, like, oh, they're trash, and they're like, well, I know, cause I'm a man, and I know other mans, and it's like, wait, hold up, you guys have been saying that you're trash Yo, forever. You know what's so fucking <laughs> exhausting now that you say that? Mm-hmm. Being around older men. Who are like friends with each other and just talking and i'm like i want to fucking beat the living shit out of <laughs> so i was in the car the other day and it was 
I'm not gonna name names, but well, my dad. But <laughs> <laughs> it was my dad. His my, name is Dad. <laughs> it was my dad named Dad. It was him, one of his compadres, and he has like fifty. Okay. So yeah, no, you're sure. not gonna guess that one. Well, Nico is my god brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> this one. <laughs> um, who is it? <laughs> it's like Clue Compadre edition. Um, and then like somebody else in the car, and like they were just dropping me off somewhere. Um, so first strike is La Mega was on and okay. oh my god I haven't heard of La Mega in so long and yo just like, and they speak you're just like bro oh, I was no. like wow like I wow I will only listen to it when there's music on but as soon as that person starts talking I will change the channel Jesus Christ anyway so that was strike one but then like just how they were reacting to everything on La Mega or like finding things funny and like what they were talking about with each other was just like it was just devastating and I was just so mad and then my dad's like oh do you want to ride again and I was like no <laughs> and I didn't get in the car like I was like that was because I knew that if I had said something it would have created a bunch of drama but mm -hmm. again it was like you know once you realize what people are constantly saying you don't want to be in that space anymore because you no. realize how toxic and how violent it is sometimes and like you're like wow you really have these ideas or like you think this is funny why do you think it's funny well somebody i had an argument with someone in my family because i was saying how fucked up donald trump is and they're like oh yeah but he's against abortion and i was like are you pro-trump even though you're an like you're an undocumented immigrant in america right now but just he's anti-abortion so you like like him a little bit and then like we ended up having like a whole argument about this but I was, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you being who you are right now, you're, all you care is, like, about that one thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, the thing that, like, the U.S. has gotten so good at doing is reducing us to a single-issue community. Right. And that's how they split us up. We're right. either pro or anti-abortion, and that's how we vote. I like, mean, there's the whole two-party system. Like, there's, there's no gray, like, in anything. And I right. feel like that's, unfortunately, like with a lot of issues in the US. Like everyone's just black or white. I'm like, what? No, like gray, so many gray areas. Yes. You're not allowed to stray from those like yes or no's, you know? But that really, that, that like, that realization, I was like, are there more undocumented people out there that like Trump just because he's an, like anti-abortion? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't my know. mom is like evangelical and they were like very pro-Trump just because of that. And I was like, what? Are you fucking serious? Like, they haven't admitted it, but they were like, Hillary was, you know, for abortions and for the gays. And I was like, parents. For the gays. Parents. I was like, we're immigrants. They're for the gays. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think that's the other thing. Like, the Latino community, Latinx community tends to be more religious, right? So, like, that's kind of how... But what's so funny, though, well, I'm only going to speak for Catholics, and, like, I'm not even really Catholic at this point. Yeah, me too. But, like, I know if I roll up to church and, like, there was a Catholic meter, I'd beat out, like, 90% of the people there. Like, <laughs> Catholic yeah. meter? Right. Oh, but, like, yeah. And it's like... Who actually does the most Christian thing? Right, right? and it's like, yo, what's up, fam? Like, That's true. You know, like, you know, queer shit over here, and I'm not even, like, Catholic anymore, and I'd probably be Olia so hard. And it's just, like, nonsensical. Like, right. Because if you think about, like, at the core as to, like, Jesus, who he would be, he would be, like, this hippie-ass dude. His best friend was a sex worker. Yeah. He'd be hanging out with us. Like, right. you know, he'd be out there doing all the work. 
hanging out, going to Pride. Like he'd be doing emotional labor at the club. Like <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, no, for real. And like, I think Jesus would be our bestie. No, he, was, he was a revolutionary too. He was fucking shit out. Like, but yeah, I'm just like, it's one of those things where like it's so crazy to me that everyone's like, oh, we love Jesus. But like, if he literally yeah, came yeah, down Jesus right now, radical, if he came down right fuck. now, they would all deny him. Facts. They'd be like, Mm-mm, they're like, oh, no, honey. honey. Like, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we're not that with you. <laughs> You're a refugee. I mean, he was literally a refugee baby. Like, yeah. Yes. The whole narrative is just insane. And I'm I'm just sitting here like he just anyway. got the more I think about it, the more I think about it sometimes like the more pissed I am. Right. Wow. It's like anyway. Anyway, next topic. I know, because I'm hungry and yeah. I'm angry at society now. And we're well, at like fifteen minutes. Yeah, no, we can we can wrap up. So, so like what is your type of self care? That's like our last question that we wanna ask. What's your favorite type of self care? Okay, my favorite type my know, favorite type of self care. This hostility yeah. of the world. So I would just say like self-care should be consistent it should be a norm rather than like a reaction and i found that to be really helpful mm-hmm. um because i feel like we internalize self-care is like oh shit, shit just went down i have to go then do something nice for mm-hmm. myself versus like all right no like i should check in with myself every two days regardless of because like let's say you have one month that's just great you should still do like your check-in yeah right mm-hmm. be like cool things are great because of these things so i think the first thing is like i try to be consistent although i will say like the past few months have not been consistent just because it's crazy <laughs> it's hard yeah I mean, right it's like hard um, I don't know like I I feel like having a point person to remind you what makes you really happy when you need it so I actually like love being like I'm a very social extroverted person and so I just have a really good time when I'm with people but when like you know <laughs> depression be like stay in bed or just mm-hmm. don't do anything like having someone and this is usually my partner like Ariel just knows me so well at this point mm-hmm. to be like there's this thing I know you're she knows when to say uh, yeah rest you need some time off mm-hmm. and no you're gonna go to this thing cause it's gonna be good for you to see mm-hmm. people and um, and that might be for other folk like uh, I don't know, having your point person remind you, like, you need to go for a run, or you need to cook for yourself, or you mm-hmm. need to, like, when's the last time you read, or, like, when's the last time you went to the movies, um, as, like, an accountability thing, because I think that's the other hard part about the whole, all of it, is just, you're like, I'm going to self-care today, and then the day's over, and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, I guess, versus, and, like, not that you forget, but if you have someone telling you, like, you need to go do this, I feel like you're like, oh, right. It, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't unless, make me happy. Unless you're me. See, this is why I want a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, unless you're me who, like, I hate it when people tell me what to do. Yeah, no. I need someone but, to remind me to take my meds, to eat. But I think it's just, like, remi- like, tell you what to do, and it's more like, yo, like, remember, you love doing this. When's the last time you did it? Right? Right. You know? And it's like, do you need help getting to that thing? Versus, like... Like, uh, I have a, I got an alert on my phone. Grecia, go do X, Y, Z. And it's like, yo, like... Then you just ignore them. Yeah. Right. Because I've tried doing that, like, setting reminders for myself. And then I'm like, uh, but, like, yeah. my bed in this dark hole of depression is so much more comfy. Right. So that's my self-care tip, I guess. Although nowadays, nowadays I'm just kind of like, the fuck, man? 
Like, fuck everything. There's too much happening all the time. It's really overwhelming. It is. Like, I feel like before it's like every month we had one thing to worry about, and now it's like every, every day. fucking day. Or like, like multiple things. Multiple day. things a day, right? Like in the morning you get a news alert, then like during lunch, and then like at the end of the day where you're about to go to bed, like fuck. Like, I've like completely accepted being ignorant the last couple weeks because I was like, I just can't take it anymore. That I'm just like off, off, disconnect yeah. social media because it's it's too much. Like, especially if it's like topics that are like very triggering and you know a lot of people that are like undergoing it like the whole immigration thing and like kids at the border i'm just like i used to work in immigration and then i'm just like and i know so many people that it's like ah you know it's like yeah. too triggering whereas like other people i feel like you know especially like all the white people that are listening that are just like oh my god this is a thing and you're just like it's been a thing <laughs> we didn't even talk about white people <laughs> well, that's fine yeah we don't need to get but like white people kind of started it like I mean, like this became a thing because white people have done this shit for right. a really long time. Right. So, yeah. so other self care tips is don't hang out with men for a few days. I or like straight hetero. Well, it's straight hetero. Yeah, it's the same thing. But cis <laughs> <laughs> <Sis, laughs> hat man. Cis hat man. Yes, yes. Which is ain't shit. Like, actually, yeah, just weed it out. Like, just tell if like you're about to meet a man, like you're trash, and the reaction is like, what the fuck? Like, fuck you, just. Swerve. Right. If the reaction is like retweet. With your car in right. that direction. If the reaction is like retweet, okay. Like maybe. We'll see what happens. But. We gotta come up with like a test for people. I know. For men. But then I feel like there's those like fake woke men that'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Ah. Yeah. But that's like get thing. in your pants, which is a smart move, but annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nico, thank you for coming. Yeah, it was such an honor. Yes, it was so much you. fun having okay, you here. Okay, I, I was just, I was nervous. I was like, it was funny, like, when Gracie hit me up, I was like, okay, do I have to prep? <laughs> what should I read? And it was just like, no, we're just saying, yeah. Have, like a service for this. Yeah, no, I think when we started the podcast, we really just wanted it to be, like, a chill, laid-back way of talking about things because... We are also like overwhelmed with our personal life, so we can't really be prepping or reading right, all the time. Right. So we need people to know that this is not the official academic version of Please the right. Check us. Thank you. Yes, I'm also <laughs> see. This is how much of a nerd I am that I'm like that. I was like, do I need notes? <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to read? I'm also like I also teach, so it's like yeah. I just feel funny. like I need to be prepared for everything. No, so. but it was so much fun having you. Yes. Thank you for coming. And Follow me on this. Instagram, Twitter. Don't add me on Facebook. This is for <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is your Twitter handle? I don't think you said that one. Um, what is it? Uh, El Gatex Negrex? Maybe. Yeah, it I is. don't even think I follow. I just started trying to be in Twitter more. It's, it's El Gatex, like E-L. It's El Gato Negro, but with X's. Okay. For, yeah. All right. Well, um, I have to follow you so that when like all the Mexicans come, I can right. be, oh like, my God. I can be yes. your, I can be your figurative. You could be, you could be a Trump. Oh my God! I can be the Ochoa of Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you. This was great. All right. Bye. If you have any questions or feedbacks, or if you want to submit 
to your version of taking out the trash, telling us about those trash men in your lives, email us at basicbrownnerds at gmail.com. Go to patreon.com slash basicbrownnerds, or you could donate directly to us at Venmo at basicbrownnerds. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.